man to walk on the moon, and, and will now always remember, be remembered throughout history as being the second guy that walked on the moon, which I felt kind of bad about until, again, in preparing for my message this morning, I did some research, and I found something out about Buzz Aldrin. So it turns out that both Mr. Armstrong and Mr. Aldrin, because they were going to spend some time on the moon's surface, they had within, in their suit on the inside a special device um, so that, you know, should, should make a call, they, they wouldn't be able to go back to the spacecraft. So, so inside their suit, and guess what? Buzz Aldrin was the first one to use his. So Neil Armstrong may have been the first man to have walked on the moon, but Buzz Aldrin will always be known now for everyone in this room as the first man to take a lunar leap. He did. He was the first guy on the moon to do that. But you know, despite the fact that history will always remember these two men as being the first men to have stepped foot on the moon, the truth is that it's very, very obvious that they didn't get there by themselves. Now, it took thousands of other people. There were engineers and scientists and physicists and mechanics and so many more working thousands of countless hours during that pre-launch phase of Apollo 11. And I've got to tell you this morning that when it came to the launch of Connect Church, it would be just as foolish for you to look up on this stage this morning and see the people who, who took part in the service so far and think that we got here alone. There have been so many others involved in our pre-launch phase. So this morning, what I'd like to do, if you wouldn't mind, is I'd like to look at two distinct periods of time based around this morning's launch service. What I'd like to do is, is take a look at our pre-launch, what it took us as a church to get to where we find ourselves today. And then I'd like to invite you on a little journey with me to take a look at our post-launch, where we're headed, what the future holds for Connect Church. So as we start by looking at the pre-launch, let's take a look at what it took to get us here. And in order to trace the history of our launch, I don't want to just go back to, to February where our groups started to meet together and pray and plan for today. I want to go back a lot further than that. Because our pre-launch began 2,000 years ago. You see, our pre-launch actually began when Jesus came to earth. Because it was Jesus' mission in the first place to build the church. He came here on our behalf and he came to establish the church as we know it today. In fact, this morning we stand on the shoulders of thousands of years of church history that could be traced all the way back to Jesus himself. You know, there was a, uh, a guy in the New Testament, he wrote a lot of the books in the New Testament part of the Bible, his name was Paul. And he was very instrumental in getting the initial church started. And in one of the letters that he wrote to many of those first churches, it was to a church in a city called Ephesus. And that letter could be found in the, in the New Testament of the Bible. And in that letter, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, he shares this, he says that Christ loves the church and gave himself up for her. That was his mission. Christ loved the church, so much so that he gave himself up for her. Do you know, God loves every single one of us this morning. He really does. But the problem is that we have been born imperfect. God himself is perfect. We've been born imperfect. Now, I have a daughter. Her name is Emma, and today she turns six. Today is Emma's birthday. As a special treat, I had a video I made for the kids and Connect Kids, and she got to introduce the video from the stage. Now, I unfortunately had to gently tell her about that, that she didn't get to come up here. She was convinced that she would be up here this morning talking to all of you. So I was like, you, you get to talk to the kids. It's just as 
But anyway, and we're 60 years old. And my wonderful wife, Casey, and I, we, we get to teach Emma in, in lots of different things. And just recently, Casey taught Emma to tie her shoes, to tie a bow on her shoes. Now, I'm afraid I have to just take a little pause here on the service because I've mentioned her now. Casey, thank you so much for all you've done up till now. My wife has been along my side in the last few months that we've been um, planting this church. It's been a crazy time up till now, but she's fantastic. She's a great lady. I couldn't imagine doing this without you. So thank you so much for being here with me. And uh, again, because we've got over yet. <laughs> Illinois, 
A church that plans on continuing that 2,000-year-old mission. So why another church? I've, I've actually been asked that question several times in the lead-up to the launch here of Connect Church. Aren't there enough churches already? And there are some great churches in this community, but my personal belief is as long as there are people living in this community, in this world, that don't have a relationship with Jesus, there's room for more churches. There's room for more opportunities to reach people who don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. And I believe that new churches reach new people. I think some of you here this morning, maybe you're here because um, you heard we're a new church and you thought, hey, that's, that's great. There's, there's no existing structure. I can come in at the ground level. I can meet some new people. And we are thrilled that you've come to join us this morning. So Connect Church's faith, our pre-launch faith, began 2,000 years ago as a man named Peter preached to a crowd of thousands. But the pre-launch faith of this particular church began back in February of this year. And just as it took many people to get man to the moon, it's taken many people to get us here today. We've seen teachers, people in the medical field, caterpillar employees, police officers, realtors, students, parents, families, individuals. They've all made up the great launch team that we have that have brought us here today. They've prayed, they've worked, they've invited, they've given. So many have given so much to get us to this point. You know, I didn't get to introduce him earlier, but the, the young man who came and uh, welcomed you just earlier and gave the announcement, his name is Andy Brown, great friend of mine, a great guy. He was the pastor of a church that used to meet down in um, Sunnyland Plaza called Living Grace Church. Andy did a fantastic job. There are people here this morning whose lives have changed because they found Jesus in Andy's church. And Andy, I, I can't see where the lights up, but I know you're out there and I'm thrilled that you got to be here. Uh, for this morning's meeting. Andy and his family moved to Florida just recently, um, but he, he, he was part of that process, part of what brought us here today, blazing that trail and bringing us to this point today where people from Living Grace, people from other churches, people from uh, just Casey and I, relationships we have in the community have come together and said, we want to be a part of this launch team that will help get Connect Church up and running. All of them have been a part of the mission to launch Connect Church. And today, that mission has arrived. Today, the eagle has landed. Now, I know some of you are thinking, that's a little bit presumptuous. You're like saying, hey, remember we put a man on the moon? That's exactly what this is. <laughs> I realize that probably in the, the grand scheme of things, this, this really doesn't compare quite to what it took to put two men on the moon. But I'll be honest with you, for some of us, who have been part of this launch process up to now, it really has felt that way. What it's taken to get us to see this morning, we really do feel like, <laughs> the eagle has landed. We are here. And we're thrilled. And we're thrilled that you've come out this morning to join us. So, going back to that Apollo 11 mission, how did the world change after that? We'd obviously been around for thousands of years. Mankind had looked up at the stars and the planets. And then suddenly on that day in 1960, history changed because now when we looked up at the moon we could say hey, a man has walked on that moon. Can you remember when you discovered that for the first time? Maybe you were a child, maybe it was later in life, maybe it was here this morning you found out. I don't know when you found out, maybe like this guy it's, uh, it's news to you. No. 
as we learn to grow in community together. You know, I believe that post-launch for Connect Church means impacting this community and the surrounding areas. From the very outset, it's been my heart that Connect Church wouldn't just be a group of people inside a room looking inwards, but we will be looking outwards to see how we as a church can influence and impact and help this community. Very early on, I, uh, in our launch process, I had the privilege of sitting down having lunch with the mayor of Washington, uh, Gary Manier, and he and his wife are here this morning. I want to recognise them because I'm thrilled that they both come to Would you just join me in welcome They attend a great church down in Honeyland, and I felt very guilty putting him away from his home church this morning where he served and leaves there. But I said, you know, you've been a very uh, good friend of mine in this launch process, and I'd love to see you experience uh, our service on Lord Sunday. So thank you so much for joining us. And, worshiping with us today, but when I sat down with the, the mayor early on, I said, you know, I really want to see how Connect Church can serve your community, can serve our community, and already, even in the pre-launch phase, we've seen that happen. We were helping at the Cherry Festival this year, some of our volunteers were helping at the Cherry Festival. We've provided resources and financial help to local charities and schools and to families in need. I believe part of the plan that God has for his church worldwide is to impact the communities in which those local churches find themselves. And that really is my heart and the heart of all of the launch teams so far that Connect Church will be known for the impact it has on its local community. You know, I believe that post-launch for Connect Church will be pouring into the lives of our children and our young people. You know, if you're a parent here this morning, you'll know that they've already faced so much pressure in this world. Whether it be family breakups, bullying at school, peer pressure, whatever it may be, they need to know, and right now they are discovering this just next door in our classrooms down the hall, that there is a God in heaven who loves them dearly, who thinks that they are special, who has a great plan and purpose for their lives, who knows that they are not a mistake. And we have some wonderful volunteers who give countless hours in just serving our children and making sure that they are aware of that message. And finally, I think that um, post-launch the Future for Connect Church will be that we have an impact on other communities and churches around the world. I've got to be honest, I've been on staff at a couple of different churches over the years, but this is the first church I've ever been involved in, in, in the sense of planting a church. And it's been really exciting. And, and as I've got into this world of church planting, I really have discovered that, man, church planting is making a difference around the world. And I'd like to see Connect Church be involved in that in the future, whether it's here in the United States or overseas, but resourcing financially with people, planting other churches that will reach other people. Because new churches reach new people. Because I'm convinced that the local church changes lives. I'm convinced that Jesus uses the local church to change lives. It's actually Jesus that changes the lives, but it's through that body of believers, through that local church. I'm excited for what the future of Connect Church holds, because I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know that for years to come, lives will be changed through this church. You know, I want to tell you a little story here, just real quick, to, to close out this portion of the service, and... I know that churches change lives. I know that they make a difference, not just in the immediate time, but in years to come. Because I know of a, um, a couple, they were an unchurched couple, in the sense that they didn't really attend church anywhere. 
and uh, this was about 30 years ago, their local church in their town actually were out in the community and they were visiting some of their members. And someone wasn't home and they had some time on their hands, so they just randomly approached this couple's house and knocked on the door. The wife of the home, she opened the door and they spoke to her. They said, hey, you don't know us? We're from the local church and we were just out in your community. We had a visit plan. It didn't work out. Would you mind if we just shared what we believe as Christians, what our church teaches? This lady invited them in and they spent some time sharing their story and the difference that Jesus had made in their lives. And she invited them back. And after a couple more minutes, a couple more visits of them basically unpacking the Bible and sharing what the Bible teaches about what I shared really briefly earlier about our imperfections and that separation that we find ourselves in and how Jesus came to bridge that gap. That lady came to the point saying, I believe that. I believe that to be true and I want to know that in my life. And she asked Jesus into her heart. She asked Jesus to be the Lord of her life. Pretty soon after that, her husband. He prayed the same prayer and he made that same commitment. And it wasn't long after that, maybe years after that, a few years after that, that their teenage son, who'd, who'd been pretty rebellious up to that point, because of the influence of those praying parents, he came to a point where he asked Jesus into his heart as well. And then 30 years ago, he found himself right here on the stage, starting his own church in Washington, Illinois. And my mom and dad are here this morning. That was that couple who weren't church, weren't a, and that local church just happened to be in the area, and they reached my parents that day. That local church, Pearly Baptist Church, impacts this community 30 years later. I'm convinced, because I just believe in such a big God, that for years to come, God's going to impact lives here, and other communities, and other lives for years to come. I think that's what the world will look like post-launch. I'd like to pray right now, and then we're going to finish off with uh, one last thing. Father, Lord, we were looking at the moon landing this morning, all it takes to get men to the moon, and how the world's been different since then. Lord, we looked at your church, and how Jesus came, prior to Jesus coming, Lord, all it took to bring to that point, and then since Jesus coming, how the church has grown. And now here at Connect Church, Lord, how what it's taken us to get us to today, launch day, and, and what the future may well look like. And we focused a lot on the church, Lord. We focused a lot on Connect Church, Lord. But I don't want anyone to leave here this morning thinking that Connect Church is the key. Jesus, you are the key. Connect Church is just a body of uh, people that believe in you, that are sharing that message, that are gathered together under the title of Connect Church. But Jesus, we want to point everyone not to the church, but to you. Because you, Jesus, are the one that can change lives. You've changed our lives, and we believe that you're going to change other lives through Connect Church. We are so grateful, Jesus, that you came and you died in our place. And I pray, Lord, that you will continue to change lives for many more years to come here through Connect Church. Amen. And I want to do one last thing here this morning before we leave. It's a very significant thing to do, and I think it's very significant to do on this particular launch Sunday. So one other thing I learned about the, the moon landing when I, was, uh, when I was studying it is that uh, these two men that went up there, one of them, Buzz Aldrin, he was an elder in his local church. And he met with his pastor before leaving. He said, you know, pastor, in a few weeks I'm going to be sat, God willing, on the surface of the moon. And that's a pretty amazing experience. I want to I capture that moment. The pastor said, why don't you take communion? 
So right there in his church, the pastor broke off some bread. He poured out some, some wine or some juice. And Buzz Aldrin took that with him to the surface of the moon. And you know, when the spacecraft landed on the surface of the moon, there was lots of downtime. They didn't get straight out. There was an hour that you were there to go through the post landing checks and uh, relax a bit, you know, before going out to the surface. So in those hours post landing and prior stepping out to the moon, Buzz Aldrin, he took out that bread and he took out that wine that his pastor from his church back in Texas had given him. And he read a little verse. It was from John chapter 15. And it was on my iPad. There it is. Thank you. In John chapter 15, verse 5, he read, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. At this point, I want to invite the uh, ushers. They're going to come forward. And we're going to take communion together this morning. Now, I was going to say if you're visiting, but at this point, looking out, I think pretty much everyone, I think I'll have a first Sunday of guarantee that just about everyone is visiting. So for all of you, if you're not comfortable this morning taking communion, that's totally fine, just let it go on by. Uh, if you are comfortable taking communion, the reason we take communion is very biblical, um, uh, part of the service. Jesus actually um, encouraged us to do it. We can read about it in the end days of Jesus' life. and said, listen, I want you to break bread. I want you to drink from this cup on a regular basis because it will remind you of what I'm about to go through. The bread, the fact that it's broken, it will always remind you that my body needed to be broken for you. That wine, that juice, when you drink that, it will always remind you that my blood needed to be shed. It was the only way. But that I did it for you. And the ushers here, they're going to start to pass the tray along the road. You can go ahead, guys, and start to pass those when you get them, if you want to take a piece of that cracker and a cup, just hold on to it because we're going to take it together this morning. So as those trays get passed, you can, you can hold on to those. But I'm going to read one more verse and then we're going to sing a song. You know, there was a handwritten note. You can see it there that Buzz Aldrin had. He had two verses written on it. The first was the one I just read. The second, he read when he landed back in the ocean uh, several days later. And I thought it was pretty appropriate the verse he read considering the journey he just been on. This is what it says. When I consider it, signs, verses 3 and 4, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, that is mankind, that you are mindful of them, human beings, that you care for them. This guy left one planet and stood on its moon and still knew the Bible was true the same, and yet